0: Camber House, give me my respect.
1: Welcome to Camber House, now rocking with the best. Join your hosts, Jeremy and James, as they take an unfiltered and uncensored look at the car industry and motorsport across the globe. You can't find the right tool in this garage, you don't belong near a car. Welcome to the home of car culture. All right,
2: ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode two. This week, our next guest has been a rally competitor for over 25 years, both on the international scene and here in Barbados. I think specifically since 2008, well, I might be wrong. Uh, He has over 160 rally starts, eight victories, maybe nine if you count this weekend. (laughs) Um, According to EWRC, that was. Came agonizingly close to uh, King of the Hill last year by the smallest margin known to man. I'm sure he remembers the actual amount of time. But yeah, welcome, Rob Swan. How you doing, Rob? I'm good, thanks. Good.
1: Yeah, it's great to be back in my class of my second home. <laughs>
2: good. The adopted son, I guess. So I think what we wanted to do was start off, and we, we kind of gone into the habit of asking our guests this question, is what was your earliest memory of motorsport, well, if you can remember well, one?
1: Well, if I go back to two wheels, it would have been uh, dirt bikes. My father used to take us... Motocross, schoolboy motocross at the time. Okay. Yeah, um, and yeah, so that was my first introduction to.
2: How old were you I uh,
1: Around about nine, ten. Yeah,
2: I guess. Yeah. And then, how did you get into four wheel? I mean, motorsport first, or, or was it always rally?
1: Um, rally, really? Yeah, always wanted to rally. You know, following the the RAC or Network Q as it was then. Okay. Um, and just love the noise and the spectacle of the cars. Um, we had an old car that we used to drive around a f- local farm. You know,
0: thought we were all. That's how it always <laughs> starts, right? <local laughs> drivers,
1: but it was, you know, um, yeah, a lot of fun. We all drive car and just, you know, went from there. So, um, and just fo- following the, you know, the network. We used to have really good coverage on the BBC. They used to follow the event live. You know, you'd be having your tea dinner at night and it would be on live in the evenings, a six day event. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was, um, that's what got, kind of got me hooked. And then I went to, I remember we went skiing. Um, I went skiing with my cousin to um, France, and uh, we went down, the ski instructor took us down to watch the Monte Carlo. Oh, and it was, man. The, it was the last year of the, uh, the group, B. group B cars. Oh and my God. Just, we walked across an icy stage and I couldn't stand up on it. And then this noise and lights and everything that came through the mountains. Yeah, you know, the, the Audi Quattro's and Lancia's. Yeah. I think man, I know people amazing. that would give up a stand on the back Yeah, of neck, so for sure. And we actually got to go down to the service area and see all the drivers and servicing on the cars because it was a different time then. Yeah, um, access was there, and um, yeah, that was it. Kind of, I was hooked then. That so was whenever it. Whenever I, th- I, kind of thought if I ever get the opportunity to get some funds together and do this myself, right, at any level, I didn't know what level I could do it at. Um, we'd do it. So that's how it all. Right.
2: So that's how we started, and then I mean, I think we did some research.
0: Yeah, if the internet, if the internet didn't mislead us, it looks like your first competition official car, according to the internet, was a Mazda.
1: Yeah, it was. It was a Mazda. It was. It was officially an RX three. Yes. Um, but it ha- it didn't have the rotary engine in it. It had a sixteen hundred uh, crossflow mm-hmm. Ford engine. Okay. Um, it was a bit of a hybrid. Something that Bezos would really appreciate. An Alfa Romeo back axle because it had inboard discs. Um, so um, yeah, five-speed um, sequential box, um, and it was it was a great car. It was nine hundred pounds. Um, when I look back now, <laughs> we can't get set tires for that. i was anyway. no right? I mean, <laughs> crazy. And the car, when I bought the car from the from the mechanic that was selling it, he said to is capable of winning his class in the right hands, and that's what we did. So you bought it, you bought it already built? I bought it as a running car, right. had a logbook, and MOT, and I went to do the, B, the round of the BTRDA championship in, in
2: England. And that was in 95? Yeah. Right, and and you ended up winning the class that yeah. year? Wow. Yeah. So that's, that was your first four foray into rally? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because not a lot of people, I mean, maybe because I come from a motorsport, more of a track, Focus, but it's uh, it's always been more track focused I've always felt at least the people I've been around as massive. opposed to rally. Well, no, I'm talking about rally in the UK compared oh, to I see. C- compared to track racing or open open wheel racing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the Mazda. I mean, you have a massive track list of vehicles, which is. Partly why we were so excited to have you on. You've driven pretty much It is it is crazy everything what everything we've been able to get oh our oh hands on. Well you've
1: of them.
0: you've done what a lot of I think um a lot of rally enthusiasts would like to do, which is you jump you jump from an, a Mazda into an escort. Mm-hmm. And the escort I think today still holds a lot of no, was this a Mark II escort
1: that you drove at the time? No, so that I went being untraditional went straight to a, a mark. Three or four, so it was a front right wheel right road car, but they yep. did okay. they did a conversion for for the um, it was a like not a, remember I mean if it was an extra conversion or anyway it was a co- you know it was a company doing them two or three companies at a time because when the as the Mark Twos were coming harder to get they started to convert the, the Mark Threes and 4s three just they weren't as they weren't as nowhere anywhere near as successful. So yep. and we but the Mazda I had a massive accident on the Malcolm Wilson Rally. In the RX3, rolled it end over end. Um, oh wait, how was that? I mean, and yeah, we actually finished the event and still won the class. <laughs> After rolling it, yeah, good, well, it landed back on its wheels works. and we had, a lot First of, gear again. we had a lot of assistance at the end of the stages. <laughs> I think we ended up running with goggles on because they had no windscreen. <laughs> oh <my God>. I <laughs> would love a picture <laughs> of that oh, yeah, if right? I can get Malcolm one. Malcolm Wilson actually presented me with the Spirit of the Rally award at, at, at the prize giving because we, to get it over the finish ramp. It was the engine was done by that point, it was overheating and everything else, and we rolled down the hill into Cockermouth, <laughs> through the market square and we pushed it over the finish ramp, and Malcolm was giving out the prizes, and um, he actually presented us with Spirit of the Rally Award for yeah. getting to the finish. <laughs> yeah, that finished that car. That was, no, was it. Was it? Yeah.
2: And then it was on to the RS Cosworth. Then was,
1: yeah, well, right. no, then he asked well, Then it. we built the Escort, oh. which was a rear wheel drive um, conversion, and that took a lot of developing because we went to coilovers initially because it was an easy thing to do and then we decided to five link and actually you know, let's go back to where the mark two would normally be yeah leaf sprung silver yep. springs that handled it was a whole different car then and that went really well that was a good car okay and we ran that in the btrda yeah. that actually had a um aluminium block um bdg atlantic engine in it which which was probably the most valuable part of the car right so that was how uh, that must have sounded good too was huh? a great car it really yeah. was yeah and it was actually that car that i then um sold along with a mark one escort which i had in the shed and a few other things to buy a group N escort Cosworth. and
2: that's the one yeah that's the
0: what was that jump like going from the mark three into the Cosworth, which would now have, i assume was a, like a proper kind of full spec build? so it was a it was the early days of the group
1: n car so um and the regulations then were a lot different so supposed to be a production car with a cage in it, you know, you actually then had to carry the back seat um, interior still in the back of the car, the headlining had to be in the car so you had to cut it and tuck it under the roll cage, it was a cra- some crazy rules really from a fire point of view. So you, bro-
0: you used to, you had to keep full back seats in, at least it? in the car, We right. had the
1: foam of the rear seats, you had to have the structures <laughs> folded up and ratchet strapped and carried in the back of the car. Jesus. Um, you are allowed to change silly. the suspension, <laughs> um, but, but you still had to run the standard gearbox and okay. like that. So, and then that evolved. As those, as those cars became more competitive, the regulations yeah. changed. So you were allowed to then start running dog boxes and um, Sequential, line yeah. them and things like that. So okay. But well, that was a big step for me. Um, that was kind of when I decided I really wanted to have a go at national and perhaps the British championship rallying and yeah. move forward. Yeah. How does
2: the tier system work in rally in the UK? Because a lot of people talk about the BRC, but there's a lot of tiers in rally, right? Correct?
1: Yeah, when we've got really good national championships. Right. Um, back a few years ago, we had uh, good uh, one-make championships as well, Peugeot, and it's especially the Evo Challenge. Uh, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. actually
0: so Barry Mears so. used to run the Peugeot kind of national challenge when he was in the UK. For yeah. It. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think he did a few events in that. Okay. So all the
1: manufacturers... Actually, back some really good, one-make championships within a national within a championships, I and mean we've still got very strong tarmac national tarmac championship and gravel championships. You know the BTRDA and the MSA um, tarmac yeah. championship. So some, some good a really good tier, and then the step up is obviously to the BRC. BRC yeah. but it's a big jump financially. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. but through in those in those early days when you started, with, well, like the Mazda the first Cos uh, Escort and then the Cosworth, were you primarily driving on tarmac or gravel or both? Gravel. Just gravel. Yeah,
1: mainly Forest Championship. Um, on a couple of events, they would uh, include uh, some closed road. Maybe you'd do two tarmac stages on a closed road before you went into the forest. Okay. Um, you'd still be on gravel suspension. That's what I was gonna ask. <laughs> would you, you allowed to change, change tires? You could change the wheels, run tarmac tires. Obviously, you said the small brakes on. Yeah. And gravel suspension. Um, there was another event that used to run up into Yorkshire, and you used to go around Oliver's Mount, which is the motorcycle circuit there. Yeah. Um, and you'd do two stages mm. in there as well. On, you know, gravel set up, it was up. Gravel setup, up. Right. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm sure. I can right. imagine. Yeah, yeah,
2: I'm so. sure. Cool. Um, moving from the, I mean, how long did you have the Cosworth? for? So got Take that, that in 97,
1: um, and we sold that in 2000.
2: Right, and then you got into an, uh, yeah, an Evo.
1: Evo four, yeah. So it was. Um, I wanted to do um, RAC network Q, you know, rally GB yep. as it was then. Which um, is yeah, Wales.
2: And I needed you know I needed a car that was capable of doing that. And you know, this the started the love affair with EVOs because you had a few.
1: Yeah, I had a few. So it was a big step. hardly like every version of Evo, almost. Yeah. To go yeah. from the to go from the Cosworth to the. Then, you know that, that that car, as a manufacturer, um, developed into f- the four, five, and six, which were on the same floor pan. Yeah, which makes it easier. that was a that was night and day. That was get like getting from a, from ego from a Group B car to a World Rally car, from the Cosworth to the Mitsubishi. The way it was just the way it had been built, developed, and handled. And, yeah, it was far and, superior. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Both left-hand drive because the Cosworth was left-hand drive, so I, that was my first taste of left-hand
2: drive. Interesting.
1: And um, the Evo was just a huge step forward, and, and, and the times for me showed it. You know, guys I've been racing with that I was struggling with in the, drive you know, the driver wheels off of the um Cosworth, and they were in Mitsubishi Evo for Fives. I got in the four and just went
2: straight, straight up to there, the top,
1: yeah, mm-hmm. ahead of them. You know, yeah, and, and realised why I've been struggling because it's just a night and day car, really, 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 really good. And that was an ex-British Championship car, the Marco and Patty on the um, British Championship and he won the British Championship in that, in of that of cool car in that car that same yeah. well. and we actually bought that from Tony Jardine you know the
2: yeah the
1: sport correspondent so um, and I think he'd done GB in it the year before or
2: something during this time um, you know what was your goal I mean because obviously you're I don't know how old you were at this time but did you have like a mindset of what you wanted to achieve in rally it was, or is was it just like this is a passion this is a hobby that you're it trying really to really just a
1: passion yeah I yeah. uh, what I wanted to win some championships. That was always the goal, to go and try and win some championships. But at what level, I didn't know because yep. you know, we didn't know where it, where it could go. And obviously finances are a big issue you know, as well. Because, uh, it's all self-funded. We, been, we managed to pick up some manufacturer sponsors and mm-hmm. wheels, and Revolution wheels were good to us along the way and things like that. But yep. um, it was uh, it was a case of rally by rally, really. You know. So BTRDA, which is the national championship at the time, Forest Championship, was always the goal, and that was the one we went after originally.
2: Okay, cool. So yeah, a lot of EVOs, and then I guess the Subarus mm-hmm. came in. How did that? B- how, why did the switch?
1: The when Mitsubishi stopped with their World Championship program, the EVOs yeah. had started to lose some development and backup, in, even in Group N. Yeah. So um, and Prodrive was still very strong with the Subaru. Yeah. Just felt it was time for a change. We actually had a really good sponsor that came on board at that time as well, which was two thousand and five, and. We decided to make the step to the British Championship from the National Championship. Um, so we went to Prodrive, and the sponsor was keen to look at Prodrive and look at the cars. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually funded three years of cars for us through that. Oh, amazing! So
0: time. Was it? Was it? Um, when you jumped from the Evo into the Subarus, did you know that, Was there? What were some of the differences you noticed between the two cars, or were we they mean, more similar than the different? The difference
1: was the chassis between the two cars. Because, um. Obviously, we'd always been used. Use, the Mitsubishi's we've been running were um, built by, you know, preparation companies, you know, in Wales or like, not by a works team. And then when we went to Subaru to see the preparation that went into the building the cars, the hours that went into the body shell, just even in the Group N car, and that was where you could feel the difference was in the chassis and um, some of the development there. Uh, Engine-wise, I actually felt the Mitsubishi had a stronger engine. Mm-hmm. when we first went to the Subaru but once we got more familiar with the Subaru and working with the engineers we were mm-hmm. able to push the engine further right. away, away from just the customer spec engine and you know mapping was always key um, which is something that we've carried with us up to today Do you, you have a team
2: of people I mean I don't want to get into it right now but during that time you had a team of people helping you look after them
1: Yeah we were we was always working with a, a preparation company that we chose you know that may be at the time, yeah to work with us. Okay. Um, and then you always had access to the engineers at ProDrive for the Subaru anyway.
0: So even for like even for engine mapping and stuff, the mechanics from Pro or the team from ProDrive would help you yeah, with yeah, that? You could
1: book an engineer for the day, they'd come spend the day with you. Interesting. We'd have a pre event test, spend the day with Olin's developing damp <laughs> testing the dampers. That must have made such Forever. a huge
0: difference, huh? I mean he getting does. exposure to that sort of talent.
1: I mean, yeah, hugely. And Seat time is a big thing, um, and obviously, you know, when you see the works drivers back to back testing tyres and dampers and things, you can appreciate how they're able to progress so much. Yeah, of course. But we had the opportunity, you know, on a number of occasions to work with Olin's on dampers. Um, we had a tyre deal, so we had tyre manufacturers there to help us as well. Amazing. And able to back to back tyres and do testing. Yeah. And then you had the engineer to help with the mapping of the car, and you could trim the. You could look at the data through a <laughs> stage, and you could trim the engine map things
0: like that to suit you I mean amazing it is right I mean that's yeah, incredible totally bespoke yeah set so up just for all you
1: all that does is help you as a driver to understand the car as well which is yeah of
2: course yeah. yeah okay I think that leads us into 2008 which is the first year that you came and I had a question because I noticed that obviously Meek and Ryan Champion came that year was it how did how did the move to Barbados in terms of rallying how did that happen
1: well, my first introduction to Barbados was through a friend from home. I actually, had a hotel here, okay. So we had an offer to come out on holiday. So we actually came out in two thousand and seven. Unre- unrelated to rallying,
0: you were yeah, just coming on vacation. I knew, I
1: knew some of the guys from England had been out here rallying. Okay. And my first f- drive from the airport to the hotel was past the boatyard on, on, the, on the Monday after rally, that year of rallying Barbados. And as I went past the boatyard, we we'll stopped. We stopped the taxi, and then Howard Davis and. A few other guys are outside the boatyard obviously Mm -hmm. the presentation. Yeah. And my wife looked at me and said, We're gonna be coming back, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So um that that was how it came about and then from then it was right, let's get a car out for two thousand and eight and come out and do the rally. And it was hand on heart, it was at one time only, let's just go to Barbados, have some fun. Doesn't matter what car we take, we're just gonna go Enjoy it, mm-hmm. and you brought a group. It
0: was a Group N Evo that you came in.
1: Yeah, it was a Group N Evo. Uh, no, Group N Subaru. Subaru, sorry, Subaru, Subaru. Subaru. Yeah, it was actually the, my first Subaru, which I N11. Been, yeah, N11, which yeah. I'd been bought in 2005. Right, which the preparation company that I was with at the time still had. Um, so it was spare because we were doing the British Championship at the time in an N14. Right, um, and we didn't do King of the Hill that year because it used to clash with Jim Clark, which was the yeah, so we actually missed King of the Hill. Flew out on the Monday, got into everything. Chris was out here, Ryan. You know, we had a party, we had great fun. We, we did some recce, looked at the stages. And
0: what was your what was your first kind of yeah. uh, is that what you're going to say? Yeah, absolutely when, when you problem. first when you first came and started uh, doing your recce, going through looking at our stages, our roads. What were your like What were your first impressions? Because you, you, at, at this time, were you still primarily doing gravel?
1: No, we was on tarmac. You were doing both. Been on tarmac for a number of years, then doing okay. the championship, and, and and so a mixture of okay. things. So yeah, no, I was impressed with the stages, and you know they look they looked good. They looked look um, short challenging, although they were short. Yeah. So that was good. You know, we, we obviously made our own pace notes as we do, you mm-hmm. know, um, which wasn't an issue, so that that was fine. Um, and yeah, just went into the event completely. You know, just let's just have some fun and enjoy it. Very very quickly, we realised how competitive it was, mm-hmm. and to get into the mindset of short stages. I mean, we were used to doing very 15, long, eighteen mile yeah. stages, and we were doing four kilometres. Yeah. I mean, like like by the time you'd got off the start line, the stage was you're long. almost done. Yeah, and it took a while to get into that kind of mindset to get on the pace.
0: You've got to be on it from mm. from the time the clock goes yeah. to zero. Yeah. Did you? Did you? Um, were you surprised by how? Competitive our local drivers were. Did you expect that sort of competitiveness from?
1: Well, I'd watched a bit of footage and we'd heard about you know the, the pace and obviously the quality of the cars that were here, even the home-built cars. And then obviously there were some S nines and Pro yeah. yeah. and, and things like that. So um, I guess I wasn't surprised, um, but it, it the whole the whole event just sort of kind of opened our eyes up to how competitive everybody was. <laughs> Um, and the machinery that was here. And then we decided, well, I've got to come back because I haven't finished with this, you know. Right. <laughs> enjoyed it. And obviously the family really enjoyed it as well because that's the other side of Rally Bob. Was still, yeah, know, yeah of
0: course. It. I mean, it's not a bad place to come no. spend some time. For the
1: first time, I had People who wanted to come and watch me rally. <laughs> <wanted to> <laughs> Nobody wants to go to coal Forest in the, yeah, forest in the UK. I watch. standing in the rain on a Welsh. I know. So. I was, I
2: was going to ask the difference of driving like a UK or seeing the spectators in a UK rally compared to Barbados. I mean, numbers wise, what I mean, it's been a long time since I've seen a rally in the UK. What's the spectatorship level like compared to here?
1: Here, there's there's a, a, a much more density of people in the state. So obviously, there's shorter stages yeah, everybody yeah. comes out to watch so from a driver's you, your eye just catches people all the way through the stage I mean, even on sunday this you know it's just full um so it's a nice thing to see you know you mm-hmm. can hear you can hear people outside you can hear them yeah. in the car yeah. i guess group ends
0: are
2: kind of quiet well even these <laughs> on yeah. now so yeah it's a great
1: it's a great feeling to see all those people
2: yeah okay um so 2008, 2009 was when Meek was here for both. I think he won both, yes. right? Yep. Um, I've seen a trajectory that you've always gotten better. It seems is that just getting used to the stages, or is it just your familiarity with the cars at that time? Or
1: it initially coming here was just I'd learned the stages. You know, got my un- understanding of the way the rally ran mm-hmm. um, to to relax a little bit more. Good way of putting it with the timing and things obviously we were used to international <laughs> rallies and had to be checking in i on think timelines. we got better now though so we so from a, i mean the co-drivers have to kind of understand how things are working and mm-hmm. just chill chill yeah okay we you know we were co-drivers getting out of the car and running up the stage and trying to get a time and they're going like, well it's not a problem and he went, you know I've got, to, I've got to check in so because obviously that's what we were used to and that's how we've been um, taught so yeah, just to relax and enjoy it. And then I, bu- I, I decided to bring back the following year our um, current car, which is the N14. So, right. Um, but it took us two attempts to to win Group N. And Group N then was quite a competitive class. Very, Very yeah, yeah. yeah. We, were, we were unlucky. We had a puncture, which cost us the, f- the first year we brought it back. And then the following year we won. Um, and then we decided Group N wasn't enough.
2: You wanted to, to look at the WRC, the which takes us
1: through the last well eight I, years. Go ahead.
0: You, you wanted to. You, you go well, ahead. I mean,
2: yeah, you've had a few. You know, obviously, the S twelve has been yours stable mm. for the last few years until this year. Um, what was it, What was that like to drive?
1: It's an awesome car. Yeah. Feel free to nerd. Because you out. still
2: have, obviously, you still have the car, right? Yeah, I still have the. 12. Is it for feet. sale? No, you're keeping yeah, it. I'm keeping it for British.
1: Yeah, just for the just odd rally. Just as a rally. collector's. The odd rally. Can't get me. rid of it. And just, it's, it's a, quite an iconic when car.
0: When did, you first, when did you first drive a WRC car? Do you remember what the first WRC car
2: you
1: drove first was? The first proper WRC car I drove was an O2 okay. right. It was an ex-Colin McRae car. And I was kindly given the opportunity to drive it um, by, some, by the owner. And um, we did a f- gravel rally in it. And it just blew my mind.
0: I can imagine the jump from a group N to that is just yeah they're
2: two completely different things.
1: It's just just night and day, you know. So just speed and handling, and yeah. but it's not something you could just get into, right? And get you know, let's be honest, the best drivers in the world drive them. So you, you need a few, you need time, a few runs in them even to get anywhere near the speed out of them and understand the car as well and understand how it works. And back then those cars were fully active, so there was lots of setup, you know, to so be done. Yeah. Whereas nowadays, now the current cars we've got mechanical so the setup is less A bit easier
0: technology, Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, But that was my first driver one and then
0: and did I you realised that that's what I
1: wanted to do Right that's what I
0: was going to ask yeah. if you knew from that first drive you're like oh I need to get one of these WRC cars It was as
2: if you couldn't go back after driving it let's be fair Yeah oh, well, Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: But I did what a lot of people have done I wasted a few years in the middle there trying to develop a V13 kind of car Right Right
2: Right We're going to get to the R5 WRC debate In a bit um, What's been the fa- I mean Your favourite rally yeah. here Is there a year that sticks out to you That's been You know Your, your favourite
1: um, It wasn't 2019 yeah, for sure <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: You had a promising start I mean yeah. King of the Hill You came agonisingly close yeah. um, And then it was the Friday night stage If I remember last year
1: Yeah well We, we we, we found out, obviously, we were running King of the hill with a broken crankshaft.
2: Right, I saying you were trying to get the part. Yeah. you were trying to overload the parts. And I think
1: you probably got the numbers, but it was hundreds. Yeah, literally. it was very, very, very close.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> and we tried to get it parts, we, we actually flew another engine in. The engine uh, it arrived, but it was hours, you know. You just, couldn't get, just get couldn't get in. So we had to, we had to be able to get through Friday night to change the engine, and it was all going well. Two stage wins, Jeffrey got yeah. we had gone off, we were halfway through the, that stage and we had to just get to the finish and we would change the engine, but yeah, that, was, that was hard, um, but I've enjoyed, with the world rally cars, I mean, you know, all the years, um, we've had frustrations, but it's always been competitive, it's been good battles, you know, some of the guys that have been here, the drivers that have come out each year, right. um, the S11 was a good car, the red one that we had here, yeah, mm-hmm. that. yeah, 2014, um, 2015. Yeah, we've had uh, second place and
2: yeah, uh, big one. Yeah, yeah, lots, lots of fun. I mean, a lot of big drivers, obviously from the UK. You're talking, you know Bird obviously coming for a few years, and now that he can't do that, I, although I hear his son is rallying pretty well right now. Don't know if he'll ever end up coming out. Yeah. Um, how? I mean, you and obviously Jeffrey seems to have a good relationship. Um, how's the competitiveness been? between you two which is leading me into the r5 WR, well, wrc yeah, jeffrey's, debate
1: jeffrey's obviously had great success here and um we got on great as friends you know we've met in the uk before and we are really mm-hmm. up and things we, we, we got on very well but the competition is there and it's 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 getting fiercer and obviously he's had he's had the upper hand now for, for a while um we've well. given him a hard time the last couple of years
2: I would say Sunday was a good indication of where you are. I mean, he took one, you took one. Yeah. Um, tell me about the R5 WRC. Was it ever a question to do an R5 or was it always about WRC? And did you discuss it with Jeffrey? Because obviously he's gone that route too. Yeah,
1: we, we talked about it. Um, and as you know, we did a rally back in the UK and he yes. had an R5 car. Right. And I only went and did that event because Jeffrey was coming over and I thought it was good manners to compete against him as he travelled so far <laughs> to come over. Um, and we did it in an R5 car. When the rule changed about the the older WRC cars, and they had had they capped them then and banned WRC cars, obviously we would have gone to R5, um, and that would have been a procur- you know just a natural progression. Progression, yeah. Yeah. As we had in the UK a number of years ago when they the the BRC went Group N, you know, group N, N they yeah. they and that's the that it. N, yeah, but the opportunities—if anyone was going to come in with a WRC. Then you needed to be in a WRC if you want to, to win it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So we, we spoke and we both said, but well, we need to move forward. Mike, it was obvious the Subaru was getting harder to run, the reliability. Yeah. Jeff yeah. was having the same issues with the focus, focus in terms of parts and availability. So we had a we had a conversation yeah. and said that well, we need to buy something more modern. Um, and if we're going to both do it, other people have already done it. You know, we see other Fiestas coming in from the UK last year and things. So. Um, we decided that, that was the way to go forward.
0: Okay. Did you th- do you think? Sorry, I'm just taking a quick step back. When you guys, when you were competing in your Subaru World Rally Car and he had his focus, did you think, as far as the cars were concerned, that they were relatively even in your opinion, or would you say that one had upper hand over the other, the in certain areas the or, focus or in general, had
1: a, a slightly more development because they went on a little bit further. <coughs> Certainly had more reliability. The, the chassis was definitely better and suited. You know, you could see the way that it had been developed and the way it handled. The, the Subaru, Subaru had strong points, and then we and we knew. And you had to take advantage of that when a stage suited the car. You had to take advantage of it and make sure you won, won that stage because mm-hmm. it was smooth and fast or fast. You know, Subaru certainly had good speed, um, but we we struggled with reliability.
0: During that time, you know, you you uh, you you said that. Subaru would have certain advantage on certain stages for the other. Did that ever frustrate you a bit as you as the weekend would go on in Rally Barbados, knowing that in the back of your head that perhaps there are certain things that or stages that you just know that no matter how hard you try or how well everything goes, the still
1: yeah we knew going that there to was be stages that we just would struggle to win. And I mean, I would be very much looking at the stage, waiting for waiting for the rallies st- the rallies to. Um, release the stages you know and mm-hmm. i be like so you can plan please, please don't put that one in this year All put right. that one in let's put that in um for instance valcluse you know if yes included much of valcluse we knew we'd struggle yeah there because it, the suba just didn't suit that if we was in valcluse and around too, the stage too much it's a great venue and i love driving it but i knew it would hurt us when we went in there with the subras against the focus um likewise if you know the long stages so Sunday well, was a good day Sunday for Sunday you. was always a good day, yeah. yeah. Um, it's just I quicker, think, it's just so it's much faster. It's just quicker, more open and smoother. Although I actually prefer the bumpy, twisty stages from a driving point of view. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, so, yeah, um, but we, we had to make changes to the Subaru to get it to work in Barbados as well that we probably wouldn't have done. You know, in, in the UK.
0: Countries. Like what? Yeah. Are you allowed to share?
1: We, we <laughs> just set up and geometry, we had to work hard on that. You know, I had some really good, um, some good local advice that after looking at where we were struggling and some of the... this be from Roger and
2: his crew? or
1: No, it be, <laughs> not as much from Roger. No, but talking to some of the two wheel drive guys ah, and okay, sorry. like that and just trying to understand, and because the road service here is very different to many other places you drive, you know, mm-hmm. the grip level. So, yeah, yeah geometry and, and setup is very very important and probably two years ago we made a, a real big, and you probably wrecked you can see it. Yeah, had a big step forward to Subaru, yeah, and, and that made the difference. And then even on some of the um, what I call the local rallies here, that we came out and did winter rallies and things. We were battling with Jeff, and, um, and we carried that through to Valley Barbados. Well. Yeah, yeah. But it's been a, a really good experience and battle. It's become a bit of a passion. It's probably taken over a little bit too much, but. I mean, talking about, about the
2: WRC group here, I mean, I think you just touched on the competitive nature. When the rallies are over, what's the banter like? Is, is it is it still very competitive in nature? Or is everybody, you know, what's the community like is what I would say for it's you? It's fantastic.
1: And everybody helps out here. And, and that's been like that ever since, since day one when we came, to be honest. And that was the biggest thing that we noticed when we first came in here, you know, 10 years ago, twelve years ago, that everybody that was here was here to help you rally. It, there was no issue over that. Right. When, when the clock started... That you're on your own, but you know, at the end of the stage, if anyone needed help, that was there. Yeah. And we we've made so many friends here. You know, we socialise with the guys. All and of them. And, um, Yeah. Yeah. And and to you know, even after the rallies, when we go home to the UK, we keep in touch with everybody. We, you know, of we course. Yeah. So. if anyone comes to England, we try and meet up. You know. Um, and if we you know we've been to Jamaica on since as well, um, and that was great.
2: And you rallied yeah. in Jamaica too, yeah, we one did year. in year. What was that? What was the difference like?
1: Um, the rallying was fantastic. The stages were really good. It was obviously a gravel rally. Yeah, uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. A few of the few other guys from Barbados had come Definitely. over, so we were familiar with people and everything. And again, they looked after us really well. Everything was organised for you. It. Mm-hmm. it doesn't have that vacation feel, feel to it. It's very difficult. To, I think for them to put that on, mm-hmm. you know, and which they'd like to be able to do. I think if they could do that, like Barbados does, they'd have a some competition there with it, but um, totally <coughs> enjoyed the event and everything about
0: it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've heard good things about Rally Jamaica. They used to have a big kind of at least spectator group that would go down
2: every year, and it used to be bigger than like like, Barbados. Yeah. As what Neil was saying yeah, last week. true, true.
1: Yeah. But it was like a good rally, high speed gravel, lots of jumps. And yeah, stuff I and understand it. talking to some of the guys that, that you know works teams used to go there and of things interesting it's a bigger event. And yeah we'd, we'd really like to do trinidad as well at some point you know if we yeah that's we'll apparently we'll another do. good one and martinique mm-hmm. is very much on the list we've tried for the last two or three years to get to martinique when if the car after rally barbados had been um in one piece and it wasn't an issue mm-hmm. that you were going down to ship it across i know right. jeffrey's been a couple of times yeah like to do that, yeah. So. That looks like a
2: sick rally, martini Yeah, yeah. John, um,
1: really, John, John Joseph uh, lives, John lives, lives there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he um, that would be amazing yeah. to go there and those all I mean, the they, RC cars. They say it's very much like
0: Corsica, you know, it looks like it, it yeah.
1: looks yeah. like it. Yeah, so yeah, that's a, that's a so from being in Barbados and rallying in Barbados, the opportunity to go and do some other events, certainly
0: there. Yeah, so. amazing. Can we Brilliant. um, can we talk about R5s now yeah. again, briefly? When well, you yeah. um. Obviously, having you've now driven the current WRC cars, or at least as current as a average person can get, mm-hmm. um, and R5s. How how do you compare the two cars?
1: They're very similar. Um, the chassis. I mean, I've only driven the the well, I've driven Mitsubishi yes. R5 and the Mirage and things, but the, the Fiesta R5, is, you know, as as the a current one. Um, I've driven in two evolutions of that. The. The chassis is very similar. The way the chassis works, Mm -hmm. you know, the feel of the car is very similar. Obviously, they're a little bit heavier, um, and they don't have the power of the WRC car. But they're a great package. They really are. Um,
2: And it's just cheaper. So it's apparently cheaper to operate. Yeah, I think it's much cheaper. Yeah. So the
1: initial cost to buy, obviously, we're buying a second-hand World Rally car as opposed to if you were to buy a new or fresh R5 car. The cost there is very similar. The, the overall running cost is, is obviously slightly less than the R5 car because the components, are a lot of them are production parts, right. and they're capped as well at like prop- right. certain prices right. and the, the uh, longevity of the components is higher so the, the, the life... Service the between
0: is them is longer, people.
1: yeah. So they're, I just they're a really good...
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, they look really capable you when you it? when you see them on the road. I, I mean, here locally at least, I remember when the first set of R fives came. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. He brought a Skoda, and I just couldn't believe how compliant the car looked on the road and stable com- compared to some of the other. I mean, purple, and black yeah, it was white and, and, white. and purple and black. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they just they just. They're, I've never been in one, but just from the outside, they look really, really impressive.
1: Yeah, they are, and they're and they're, they're great to drive. I mean, the Fiesta. The characteristics of the Fiesta is it has a lot of pitch and roll and that's the way that the cars are designed. The Scola is a lot smoother, doesn't have to show, yeah. body roll, so when you see the two cars on the road, one doesn't look as aggressive as the other one, but the speed in the, speed is the speed is a is there. Yeah, um, They're all very, very similar, You know, when you look at the times between guys in Polos and um, Skodas, they're
0: very, close, very similar. Yeah.
2: Um, the WRC yeah. Fiesta that you know mm-hmm. got it's, it's an M Sport. it's and then, is an M Sport. It's not it was Don Barkley?
1: No, it's an M Sport car. M Sport. It's actually the car that White um, put into the lake in Mexico.
2: No way. You know, is London, it? Uh, oh, sorry. <laughs> it's
1: the, the very same car.
2: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. That's that's a great um, soundbite for <laughs> us, right? Can you imagine? Um, what's the goal i mean obviously the goal is to win rallies what's your plan for the car because you've been keeping it here are you planning to keep it here are you taking it back what's the plan
1: i think the plan is to keep it here now and through to certainly rally Barbados next year so the car shipped in february with you know all our intentions for the year the plan was to come out um, test the car into february which is what we did when we were here Mm -hmm. then do the warm-up rally Mm -hmm. in april Lean into Rally Barbados (coughs) and then after Rally Barbados decide whether to leave it here and perhaps do a few local rallies, maybe do another Caribbean rally and then take Take it back home. Um, With the way things have gone this year now, obviously we didn't get to use the car. So it will certainly stay here now, I think, through to Rally Barbados next year.
2: Well, they are doing one this year.
0: Well, they they are. They're doing Rally Barbados this year. Well, we've uh,
1: obviously. Different and dates and things. If it is nothing.
0: confirmed, would you come and do it?
1: Certainly going to try to try to. Yeah, yeah. it wouldn't be, be the end of October. Uh, yeah, would be in the same way that we'd do it normally. Obviously with travel and um obviously things the way things are in the UK, we wouldn't be bringing family and friends. And things sure. Like that. Yeah, be a very small low key I event mean, for us. Yeah, you know, but certainly
0: come and do it. Yeah, Neil Bernard told us he's they they're making all efforts for October thirty first, November first weekend. Uh, it'll be two days instead of three no Friday night so you mm-hmm. would just run Saturday, Sunday um, same King of the Hill as bev- same King of the Hill running mm-hmm. the weekend before um, so
2: yeah, yeah it's a shame I mean obviously this rally was certainly hyped I mean the whole yeah. news of Ken Blog coming was I mean what did you, what did you think of something like that
1: I thought it was fantastic yeah, yeah. I mean I, I I welcome anybody that comes you know whether they come coming for a serious competition or mm-hmm. just to uh, you know, raise the profile of the event or anything. Yeah. I'd met Ken here um, at Race of Champions previously and, yeah. and things so yeah and I mean he's a great character, he's for great sure. a stalwart from other sport you know and he would have come and been competitive, the car's quick you know. Very quick. It'd actually built very near to us in the UK so yeah. I'd seen it built and tested and things so um, yeah it was a shame, was, the event was looking uh, for all of us you know we'd, mm-hmm. we'd put a big effort in again this year and obviously other drivers had it was looking really good, but uh, we'll get back there.
2: Yeah, definitely. Sure. I think so. I mean, at this stage, taking this weekend into account, obviously, how pleased were you with the performance and, and the car? So, how many? I mean, I don't know how many hours you've had in the car now, but how do you feel?
1: I'm pleased with where we're at so far. With the yeah. Car, yeah. We had a, an hour with the car on Friday at Bushy Park, um, just to familiarise ourselves with it again. The Saturday test, um, at, um, Hills. I put four heels. That yeah. was fantastic. A great idea. Good. And, yeah. And we embraced that and you know went and did it and thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, got a lot of good feedback from just being in the car. Seat time really important as well for us because we hadn't driven for a little while. Yeah. Um, but also a few adjustments to the car. Um, was pleased with the times there, and then obviously going into Sunday started off really well. Had a light shower of rain and I didn't judge the grip quite as, as I should have done, and yeah. uh, Jeffrey got ahead of me, which wasn't going to happen in the afternoon. So <laughs> you put that right. I know. <laughs> I know. Was I was Saturday
0: quick. was Saturday your first um, competitive outing in car? Um,
1: I a car? Although I know it wasn't technically. I did, a, I did a, a, an event in the UK with it uh, around Christmas time, a single venue event so okay. try to get familiar with it car, which was just a single venue. That all seems a long time ago. So yeah. So yeah, I, we we kind of reset, and Saturday was start start from fresh. You yeah. know, and that was that was
2: what we did. Yeah. What was the difference between um, obviously Sunday mornings and Sunday afternoon? I don't know if the, it was reversed. But how did you feel? You just felt quick. I mean, you pref- yeah,
1: just felt um, more comfortable in the car. Um, we made some small adjustments to the car. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, we're running without a co-driver, which is quite an unusual thing for us. Well, certainly for us in the UK, we don't do any sort of speed events. Yeah. So that was quite different for me. It's quite a strange feeling being in the car without anything. I mean, I still plug the intercom in and you know try and get that same feel noise and feel mm-hmm. of the car. Um, but having no presence of you know anybody else in the car and just any of that reassurance of you know distances and corners that come in. So it takes a little bit of getting used to. Mm-hmm. Um, so perhaps a little bit familiar with, more familiar with that on Sunday. Um, four new tyres. Um, that will help. That makes always a makes difference. a big difference. Road temperature had crept up, so it was getting you know, very hot tarmac. Uh,
2: yeah, a ton of people out there that day. I mean, it was like...
1: a uh, stage was full. I, thought I know. Yeah. We were and out there just the sheer determination I wasn't going to lose I mean, I <laughs> yeah. well, that must,
2: that must give you a lot of um, encouragement going into maybe you know, a rally by this year, that you finally are on you know a similar machine to Jeff. You seem to have the pace, so this might be the one. You know, yeah, we, touch wood.
1: You know, we, that's what we're gonna work towards. You know. Yeah, we're, we're in similar cars now. I was you know, going to say, I, apart from the livery, it's gonna be, that's going to be about what it comes down to in terms of what the cars are. Does difference that in the cars? Um, I understand there's a lot of talk out on the stage you now. They sound different, things I think we have a different silencer, but you know,
2: in terms of performance, it's all the same. Both look same. incredibly quick. Do they? Um, the
0: does that make you a bit more? Uh, or how does it make you feel now knowing that you and Jeff are on the same playing field and there's no kind of major car differences yeah, I now? Get, I mean, gives does me it. There's a lot of confidence that we're right. not in
1: the same car. So, you know, there's no excuse book anymore. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's gone. So, but yeah, no, I, you know, to be in the same, exactly the same cars, it will make for good competition. Yeah. It, I think we push each other as well, which is a good
2: thing. Yeah. I know
1: Jeff was pushing hard on Sunday. And we had a we had just had we had a good day's motorsport. You know, we both got out of the cars at the end of the day and smiling, which is what ultimately what it was about. We got out and we were laughing and grinning, and um, yeah, we had we had a lot of fun. Good.
2: You mentioned um, no navvies. Obviously, you've had a few. Um, I think Garrett is now doing BRC. Is he or or he was?
1: Yeah, he was doing the BRC, which obviously has gone by the wayside this year. Now for this year, so they're done for. There's no British Championship this year. No, we had a we had a. BRC yeah, yeah rail right, virtual. virtual which, uh, yeah. Actually, was won by um, one of the British Championship co-drivers. Okay, Honestly enough. None of the drivers made it to. <laughs> no co- way. Co- That's co- so co- <laughs> ironic. know right <laughs> The yeah. Navi wins. Yeah, so that shows you what they do in their spare time. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, Darren's now doing the Junior WRC, which now got four or five rounds confirmed to the end of the year. Okay. Nice.
2: So, so at least there's um, something.
1: I don't know what availability is this year. Um, we've also been working with Steve when who came out with us last right. year. Right. So between Steve and Darren,
2: um, you know, that's they If you could drive any local car, is there anything other than what you what you drive, is there anything that sticks out to you? Or something that you want to get into?
1: If I felt brave enough, I'd like to have a go in one of the starlits. but you go. i just... What is, what's, your, what's, your per, what's
0: your perspective no, on those? What, how do you feel about those cars and those drivers?
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I think they're crazy. They're, no, um, I think they're amazing, all things. You know. They just remind me, though, back when I remember we used to uh, do um, go and watch autocross. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. We used to build specials, as we called them then, You know, yeah, and, and that's where we would see some starlits and things like that. Back home, but that was for going around an oval dirt track. you know. Yeah, not yeah, for yeah. 100 yeah. plus mile an hour down a bumpy lane. But uh, oh, they're incredible things. it's so, like, you know, um, Josh oh. Reed, for instance, Josh Reed, and, and that, and seeing
0: it on hitting the limiter, you know, amazing, it's amazing. Huh? He's a
1: madman. Yeah, they, he is incredible
0: things. He's out of his. Com- he is out of his mind. But I mean, were those <laughs> even to this day? Then those cars that we have here still impress you when you see them. Yeah, just. Or when you see like these stage times the and you realize right right how close they are. Well
1: the guys put into them and, yeah. the, and, you know, the, and their passion for them and, the, and the build, you know, what they build, you know, mm-hmm. um, mayors with a fiesta and um, obviously they're all work in progress. Mm-hmm. And, um, not sure where they can get to with them, uh, you know, ultimately. You know, when we bring a car like we've got, obviously it's had millions and millions of dollars of in into it. development. development. And, and that was, I learned that the hard way a few years back when we bought a couple of b 13 cars here and ran them in the UK. You could try and bolt bits on that. You could glean information from WRC, but you could never ultimately build that package. They've done all that development. And yeah, mm-hmm. I realised that that's what I had to step into if we wanted to. If you wanted to win and yeah, win. compete. So, but you know, the passion they have for those cars is, is amazing. They're all very good engineers as well. When you look at
0: the engineers, yeah, very cars, much.
1: I was looking at the um, Starlet at Bushy Park. You know, a couple of days ago, that's being built there.
0: Thing. It is. They really go all out. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever Have you ever even been in a passenger ride in one of them? No. Would you? I think you'd prefer to drive. In it Bushy Park, yeah, maybe? Yeah, I'd,
1: I'd, I'd go for a ride in one course,
0: but yeah. Yeah. But,
1: um, yeah. It'd be a, it'd be a great, great experience, I'm
2: sure. <laughs> okay, what else we got? I think that's good. That's good for today? Yeah. Alright, Rob, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, we wish you all the best this year we look forward to seeing you at Rally Barbaires hopefully yes please no, thanks please. So
1: for having us in we'll, we'll um, certainly be pushing hard all the way to do it and if I can just mention you know, obviously we thank all the support we get here from our sponsors and you know, Blue Sky Luxury right, elegant it. hotels which you know, I know everyone's having a hard time at the moment so we appreciate everyone's support and um, you know, we'll keep trying to fly the flag for them good
2: appreciate, well, we appreciate it. it everybody thanks ladies and gents thank you very much thank cheers you.